0: It is Sunday, June 28th. This is The Popular Vote with Melissa and James. Melissa, how are you doing today?
1: I'm hungover, but I'm hanging in there. I had four margaritas yesterday, and it turns out my tolerance has dwindled since coronavirus and quarantine happened. So yeah, I had four margaritas, and I woke up this morning, or woke up this afternoon, or (laughs) very late in the morning, with a headache, and I just don't feel great. But how are you?
0: You know, I I feel like I'm in the same boat. I didn't have four margaritas, but I did take a full dose of NyQuil last night to help me get to sleep because my neighbors decided to throw another rager. Um, They also parked a couch in my side yard last (gasps) night that uh, I just moved to their front yard because I'm not dealing with it
1: did they move it to your side yard so they had a place to lounge or is it garbage? Do we know the situation there?
0: You know, it rained all day yesterday on the couch because it was thunderstorming here in Indianapolis. So I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say it's trash, but I moved it right in front of their house. Um, and it's, it was literally touching my house. It was, and it was blocking the gate to get to my backyard. So I thought I'm going to go ahead and just unilaterally make a yeah. move here and just move it. I went over there and knocked and tried to see if anyone was home, but, they're not listeners to the pod, so I'm not going to go any further, but we are <laughs> where we are. They have a lot of trash on their side. Like if you ever have like a flat um, tire in, your, in my neighborhood, you can just grab one. So <laughs> safety first, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> that's very, very nice of you to just move it for them.
0: Right. So moving on from, you know, trash in my side yard to a topic that's far sexier. I know you've been watching a lot of Sex in the City. What can you tell
1: me about it? Yeah. So I've never seen Sex in the City. Um <laughs> And I feel like I'm running out of TV to watch, so I thought, now's the time. Now's the time. Um, and I'm on, I'm almost done with season three, so I'm not quite done with the series yet. But this is an amazing show, okay? I, I know there are things that are very problematic about it. There are some things that haven't aged well. But overall, it's a very enjoyable watch for someone who's in their 30s and single. And... Um, and there's some amazing episodes. I just watched an episode with John Slattery, who was in Mad Men and some other um, shows, and he plays a politician. And the the episode is entitled uh, "Politically Erect," and <laughs> and Carrie, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like really great innuendo in that episode that's like politically themed where John Slattery's character is like, oh, did you hear about um, uh, Motion 69? and Carrie's like, oh, is that on the ballot? And he goes, "Uh, I don't think so, but I would definitely back it. And I am just like waiting for the moment I can use that in real life. Um, But anyway, it's a great show. I really enjoy like watching this continuous ebb and flow of hot partners for all of the main characters. And if you haven't seen it and you're bored and you need something to watch, I highly recommend it. Also, personally, I identify with Miranda. Like, I am definitely a Miranda. James, do you, like, have you ever taken, like, a which Sex and the City character are you quiz? Like, are you familiar enough to identify with one of the four fabulous women?
0: So I I do like Sex and the City. I've only seen about, this is going to be terrible, I've only seen about half of season one, but I enjoyed it. And I like Mm -hmm. that the episodes are, they're, like, 25 minutes right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love a 25 minute episode. I'm all about it because they're very like bite-sized. You don't mm-hmm. have to sit down. You know, an hour long episode, that is a commitment. And God knows, I'm not gonna speak for you, but I know for me, <laughs> I don't do commitments. Okay. So <laughs> I love it. As far as a person that I identify with, I I think every time I've every time I've taken a quiz, I get the Kim Cattrall character <gasps> or the um who's the lesbian in real life.
1: Oh, that's Miranda. The Miranda, yeah. End. I either yeah. get
0: Miranda or I get, what's the name of the, what's the name of Kim Cattrall's character? Samantha. Samantha. I either get one of those two. So I, I don't know if that, that accurately <laughs> <sums> me up. <laughs> Although I, I think nowadays I'm more of a Charlotte, but that's neither <laughs> here <laughs> nor there.
1: <laughs> um, Samantha's one of my favorite characters. One of my favorite quotes um, that I actually wrote down because I loved it so much. Again, from the same Politically Erect episode, Samantha said, Uh, I don't believe in the Republican or Democratic Party. I just believe in parties, which (laughs) (laughs) is like my new thing. I just believe in parties.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's very 2020. I mean, obviously, like everyone's, I feel like so oversaturated with political news and stuff now. It's just like, let's just party.
1: Yeah, I absolutely safely though with masks.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like what you're doing right now is very in, Um, not that you're doing it because it's in, but it's very in vogue. I feel like to go back and watch a lot of the like late nineties, early two thousands HBO, because I know a lot of people are also going back and and, um, watching for the first time or rewatching the Sopranos. I'm not doing it, but I'm thinking about doing it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Thinking about it. So, (laughs) so maybe like maybe two years from now, I'll watch the pilot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So are you watching anything?
0: Well, it's funny. We move from one very sexy, hot topic um, of TV to um, something that theoretically is hot. Um, <laughs> I have watched about five episodes of Netflix's game show, Floor is Lava, which <laughs> is beyond stupid. Beyond, beyond stupid. It's like one part American Gladiator, one part, remember like Wipeout back in the day in ABC? Yeah. Like one part Wipeout, one part just watching people eat shit because it's people jumping around these, like basically it's like a pool of orange, um, orange tinted water, orange Mm -hmm. colored water. That's quote unquote lava. And then they have to jump from like pieces of furniture and like around different quote unquote rooms. It's bizarre. It's stupid. It's mindless. It is fun to see people eat shit. And when they fall in the lava, I don't know what happens, but the way that the show is edited, they just disappear underwater. Like you really (laughs) do think they're gone, which is kind of amazing.
1: So are these contestants, are they like everyday people or are they athletes?
0: Everyday people, which I appreciate (laughs) because sometimes like, for example, and you really are rooting depending on the episode. You're like, Like I thought there were these in the pilot episode. I'll just ruin us for if you're listening, sorry. There's these three guys that are kind of like shorter, muscly wearing like American flag tank tops. And they were kind of like attractive. And I kind of wanted to root for them. And they're very athletic, but they were terrible. They were annoying. They were trying to make jokes the whole time, but none of their jokes were funny. And you know what they lost? And I was really happy to see when they all got (laughs) sunk up, like when they all got like taken over by the lava. It's so
1: stupid. I'm not at the point to... Watch that kind of show. I still have a few seasons of Sex and the City, and once I've exhausted that, I'm probably going to move on to West Wing. Mm -hmm. But good to know that it's entertaining. Should I get to that level of desperation to watch a TV show? But
0: absolutely, and also only like 22 minutes an episode, so by no means a commitment. Basically, a long YouTube video. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving on. I know that you want to talk about. America's newest um, arbiter of hot topics, the White House press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany. Is that did I pronounce her name right?
1: I, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce okay. it. Yeah, so we talked about her last week, maybe the week before that, mm-hmm. and she's a fascinating person to me because I don't really know anything about her. I don't know her background, but she is very confident in those um, press briefings, and it's just. I just wanted to learn more about her. So I did some research and I want to share with our listeners some information on her background um, because I thought some of this was surprising. Um, So I I have some notes here, mostly Mm -hmm. from her Wikipedia page, Um, also some very funny articles about her, um, along with her Instagram, which I feel like her Instagram should be a lot better than it is. But of all the things that are problematic about this woman, that is at the bottom of the list. So anyway, um, Kaylee McEnany. So she likes to go by K-Mac as a nickname. Um I really kind of think of her more so as like, you know, the rehydrated version of Kelly and Conway. Um she graduated from Georgetown University for undergrad and then she graduated from Harvard for law school, which I had no idea. Um and then she began her media career as a producer for um Huckabee Uh, his show on Fox News. Uh, Then she moved to CNN, and then she was appointed national spokesperson for um, the Republican National Committee, and then was appointed as White House press secretary in April of this year. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because when you watch clips of her um, on CNN um, or even on Fox News, um, she has a lot of really negative things to say about Trump. So in the past... In the past, she has said that Trump is a Republican in name only. Um, The fact that the Republican Party is now having to claim him is both unfortunate and, to me, um, inauthentic. uh, Because this is not a true Republican candidate. uh, And the fact that he's being portrayed as such in the media is troublesome and not accurate. She's also called his, like, uh, comments about... um, all sorts of things racist etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, but she seems to be a very opportunistic person who has very clearly done a 180 on trump and that now she's doing these white house press briefings and completely defending everything he's doing and saying even though it is still incredibly racist mm-hmm. um, and even though a lot of his policies are also just absolutely awful um so i mean there's not a lot on her um, online, um, beyond just some of her history um, from different, uh, being commentator on different news networks. But I was just most surprised that she graduated from Georgetown and Harvard. She's a very smart woman. Absolutely. So
0: Right. Yeah. yeah and two things. One, um, I'm going to get a little off topic here. You mentioned Kellyanne Conway and that yeah. um, Kaylee McEnany was kind of the, um, like,
1: uh, rehydrated version. Rehydrated
0: version. Have you seen Kellyanne Conway since she's been refreshed? Have you seen this? <gasps> no. She got some work done. And it, it's it's clear. And I, hey, and I want to be very, I want to be very honest about my opinions. Do whatever you need to do to look better. She does look better, but you can tell, like, she clearly had, like, a facelift or some sort of fillers done, like, within the last week. And oh. and she's re-emerged. Just search refreshed <laughs> Kellyanne Conway. Not on a public computer, though, please. <laughs> um. Uh,
1: Getting back on looked, top. you Go ahead. Do you think she looks better or worse, though, since her refresh? Makeover. Better. Okay. Better. Okay.
0: Um, okay. Better. That's not, I mean, the bar wasn't high to begin with ever since she showed up at the inauguration in that, um, like, Toy Soldier, like, get up. Do you oh, remember that? Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I don't understand why she's not press secretary. Kelly, Kelly Ann Conway is at least entertaining because she's so ridiculous. <laughs> but you're right. Kelly Ma- <laughs> McEnany is very smart, I think. I did not know that she went to Harvard Law School. I mean, she's she's an intelligent person. Um, we do have in common the fact that we've seen Mike Huckabee in person, and uh-huh. I saw him in person at the Little Rock Airport uh, earlier this year when I went to the Clinton Library, and I can tell you that Mike Huckabee is not an attractive man in person.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Looked extremely disheveled. I saw him as he was like walking out of a bathroom. Um, okay. And I did like a triple take and I think he and I didn't like say anything. He smiled after like I realized it, but no one else was around. So I didn't say anything and I didn't want to be, you know, weird or anything. Yeah. But um, anyways, let's go back to Kaylee McKinney. I apologize. Yes, very smart. She's very like, she's very I think that she does a better job than Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the press briefings because she, like, let me get it wrong, I think that she's spewing absolute garbage during these press briefings, Kaylee and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but I think that. Kaylee isn't afraid to like really push back really be ridiculous and I mean she's no holds bar but I, I agree like on CNN and when she's been a contributor she said some very like very negative things about the president prior to becoming press secretary so it's it's interesting to see the the opportunistic hustle.
1: Yeah, and there are so many memes about her online because a lot of Trump supporters or conservatives just truly think that she is amazing. I mean, <laughs> somebody, like, Photoshopped her face on Superwoman with, like, an American flag in the background, and they were like, "Kaylee McEnany is the best press secretary of all time. She is amazing. And, I mean, I, I respect her. I-, I truly respect her, but uh, not enough to put her face on Superwoman. She's not at that level. But anyway. No.
0: And she's our age.
1: Yeah, she's 32.
0: Yeah, she's like basically our age, which is like crazy to me that like that like I've made so many poor life choices that I'm not press secretary right now. I'm living in a house in Indianapolis next to someone who puts trash in my side yard. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like literally like that's where I'm at. So like good on her. But like also yeah. she's harnessed the powers of the dark side to get where she has gotten.
1: Yeah, she's 32. She has a baby that's under a year old, I think. And she's married to a baseball player.
0: Yeah. So girl. I
1: mean, jokes on us. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, clearly.
0: <laughs> clearly we're not doing it right. So in fact, let's actually just quit right now and let's go become Republican Party operatives.
1: I, okay.
0: <laughs> Sign me up.
1: <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time.
0: Oh my God. Well, speaking of other young people in politics, let's go ahead and talk about this quote unquote. I wanna, I wanna touch on so this quote unquote hot Republican. Um, I'm also going to stop saying quote unquote, cause I've said it three times now and I, I have a tendency to just repeat myself throughout throughout an episode. So we'll go ahead and stop that now, but this hot Republican, not he's not a Congressman yet. He's like a, he's won the Republican primary to become a Congressman in a very Republican district. So he's about to be a Congressman named Madison Cawthorn. And this was a runoff election in North Carolina. It's for very like far Western North Carolina seat, like, in and around like Asheville, so bordering on like Appalachia. And this seat is an open seat, meaning that there was not an incumbent Republican or Democratic congressperson. And it was a special, it was a, not a special election, it was like a runoff election because the initial primary, so I've clearly not been explaining this well. Let me back up. So Congressman Mark Meadows represented this district in North Carolina. Mark Meadows resigned from Congress to become Trump's chief of staff. So it was an open seat because of that. And President Trump and Mark Meadows endorsed this, I think, 55, 60-year-old realtor in the area whose last name is, I think, Bennett. And she had the endorsements and all this stuff. And she was really endorsed because Bennett was a friend of Mark Meadows' wife. Okay. So she, so Trump had had recorded like uh, voicemails to leave for people saying like support Linda Bennett, all this stuff. And this quote, this oh, I almost said it. This hot Republican won the primary by about two to one, so he got about sixty five percent of the vote. I watched him interview on the View. He's very handsome. Same. He is paraplegic. You said what?
1: Same. I also watched him on the View. Oh, okay, good.
0: <laughs> I think he's an absolute idiot. Um, he's twenty four years old. He is very like conventionally attractive. I will give him that. But he's an absolute idiot. He, I listened to him talk about healthcare reform. And he said some of the most mind-numbingly dumb things. What did you think about him on The View?
1: I was half paying attention because I was doing something else at the time. Um, but I thought, okay, he's hot. Mm-hmm. He's He is articulate. I mean... Articulate in that he's, he appears as though he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's well-spoken, but like the content of what he's saying isn't quite there. So I think if you're someone like me where you're kind of like half paying attention, you'd be like, oh, he's young, he's hot, he can interview well, cool, whatever. I don't know a lot about his, his politics, and obviously he doesn't have – any experience i I don't know what he was doing before other than like being in college and then getting into a car accident
0: yeah and i think he was a like real estate investor which to me anytime i hear that i just assume they're a slumlord i don't know if that's true but that's (laughs) typically like for example like jared kushner like slumlord you know what i mean like that's usually allegedly that's usually where my mind goes when someone is a quote is Oh, almost said it again, is a real estate <laughs> investor.
1: I assume this is the male version of Kaylee McEnany. Just someone who wants the <laughs> limelight, like just wants to be in front of the camera, um, is smart and articulate, but like just not not what we need right now. So no,
0: and he was they were talking about how he had mentioned like. That his views on healthcare reform and the American healthcare system were formed by his car accident at eighteen that left him paralyzed, and that he had only a one percent chance to survive, and that you know, and that he was three million dollars in medical debt and all this stuff, and that that had informed his worldview. And he said, "We need more choice and more competition and more price transparency in healthcare." And that sounds great. And he said this, this was the analogy he used. He said, you know, when there are several pizza chains, you're able to compete, you know, and get the best price for best quality and that that's how healthcare should be delivered. That sounds great, but that is literally beyond stupid. Americans do not consume healthcare like anything else. It's completely different because when you go to the doctor with a pain in your side, you don't know what that pain is. So how Are you really going to go shop around for pain in the side? I mean, you can't do it. It's 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 literally not possible. So what he's saying is is everything that he said was code was code for I want Americans to have higher deductibles because then the conservative theory there is that if they have more skin in the game, meaning that if they have more dollars on the line, that they're more likely to go with cheaper options rather than over treat for something that would cost you know, health insurance companies, de facto, everyone else paying into the insurance pools more money. It's just beyond stupid because we will never, until we move towards a single payer or some sort of universal coverage, there's, you're just going to continue to screw people over. And so it was beyond stupid to say that, oh, Americans should consume healthcare like they consume pizza. But for the rank and file person watching the show, who is not, who is not really yeah. paying attention, it does sound good
1: yeah and also it's my understanding that that something that inflates the cost of healthcare in the US so much is the administrative costs of all of these different options and all uh, just all of that from both right. insurance companies doctors offices hospitals whatever so streamlining it would make it cheaper and better for everybody right right and
0: that's not to yeah. say i'm i'm of the belief and i'm not an expert on 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 healthcare but that's not to say that there's not a role for private insurance in yeah. our system i'm not i'm not saying that they may be administering public plans they may be doing all sorts of things but the current system that we have is not going to be fixed by offering by throwing more free market options into it because all that's going to do is is drive up individual's responsibilities of costs which you're going to have more medical debt because you know having a ten thousand dollar a year deductible i mean that would bankrupt some people because most americans don't even have a thousand dollars in their savings account
1: yeah yeah so i mean i'm yeah i'm interested to see where this guy's career goes especially because he's so outspoken on healthcare and the aca debate or mm-hmm. threats are back in the news because um, Trump wants to repeal it now, which seems like the most awful timing. Beyond stupid. Um, and also the ace has been around for what, 10, ten years at this point? I yeah, mean, it was signed Re- in
0: 2010, yeah.
1: The Republicans have literally had 10 years to put together a plan to repeal and replace and they still haven't. And something tells me it's still not going to happen, but no. I don't know, we'll see. It's, it's not, and,
0: and you know, I don't want to harp on this, but it's just, it's just beyond ridiculous. but I agree. I think he will have a bright future in the Republican party. I think that I could see him running for like governor of North Carolina one day or Senator or who knows, maybe even president one day, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take a lot to become the Republican nominee for president as we've all witnessed. (laughs) So we'll go ahead and move on from one. um, You know, I'm not even going to try a transition here. Let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh.
1: (laughs) Uh, okay, I want to hear your thoughts on Brett Kavanaugh. I think he is trash. I think he is a hack. I do not think he should be on the Supreme Court, and I'm not even taking into consideration the um, rape allegations against him. He has like no judicial experience. But anyway, I want to hear your thoughts first. Yeah,
0: I my thoughts. I'm looking. Brett Kavanaugh is first of all probably one of the most extreme members on the court right now. Um, I would put him and Clarence Thomas and Alito as the three really crazy people. Gorsuch is also nuts, even though he wrote the recent opinion in the last two weeks that allows um, for individuals who are transgender and gay, lesbian to be protected against being fired um, Mm -hmm. in employment situations. Even though Gorsuch wrote the opinion, uh, Gorsuch is not a moderate on gay rights. The rationale that he used for that ruling was looking at the text of the statute And really just making a common sense argument in favor of saying, look, we're not going to discriminate on the basis of sex. Well, if if the text says sex, that includes transgender and gay people, because what's the difference between a gay person and a straight person? Well, it's the sex of the person that they're into. Mm -hmm. If their sex was woman and they were, you know, dating men. Anyways, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. What I'm, what I'm interested in is let me read to you. So, so first of all, so there were two dissents in the, I think, I think two, don't quote me, but I know that I know for sure that there were two dissents in the, in that opinion that Neil Gorsuch wrote on allowing, uh, same sex and transgender people protections in employment. There were two dissents. One was Alito's dissent, which I haven't read, but from what I know is a hundred pages of nonsense. He wrote <laughs> a dissent. So a a differing opinion saying, I don't agree with the majority opinion here wrote a dissent that was three times as long as the opinion with a full, with, with several appendixes, which is rare. I mean, really. I mean, and that's Justice Alito, who's very conservative, was nominated by President George W. Bush. Then Brett Kavanaugh doesn't sign that dissent. He writes his own separate dissent. And in that dissent, he writes this. Now, you, you tell me what you think about this. He says, notwithstanding my concern about the court's transgression of the Constitution's separation of powers, it is appropriate to acknowledge the important victory achieved today by gay and lesbian Americans. Millions of gay and lesbian Americans have worked hard for many decades to achieve equal treatment in fact and in law. They have exhibited extraordinary vision, tenacity, and grit, battling often steep odds in the legislative and judicial arenas, not to mention in their daily lives. However, under the Constitution's separation of powers, I believe it was Congress's role, not this court's, to amend Title VII. I therefore must respectfully dissent from the court's judgment. So basically he's like, I don't think you deserve these rights. I don't agree with the opinion, but like go on gay people. Like, which is, which is beyond insulting.
1: Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say because it's a very confusing statement to make.
0: Like, I don't think that you have the right under current law to not be fired (laughs) for being who you are, but like, go on with your bad self basically is what he said.
1: Uh, Yeah. I, um, like I said, I think Brett Kavanaugh is a total hack. I don't know if if he is just trying to pander to people. I I, I don't I I don't I don't understand the logic. I don't understand that choice. I don't know.
0: Well, people were saying that Alito's was like mean like it was very mean because it was literally three times as long as the opinion with appendixes in the school <laughs> like which I think think of those poor because the thing is this is that like his clerks are writing are writing a lot of the um, dissents and opinions a lot mm-hmm. of clerks and then it goes back to the justices that kind of edit them and and write their yeah. own stuff but think about the clerks that had to like put together those like appendixes you know what I mean like that's that takes time and research I mean I feel bad for the like the assist like the legal assistants and clerks in his office. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so.
1: Yeah, you know that they like did shots and commiserated with each other <laughs> over like how ridiculous the whole thing was.
0: And, you know, think about it like this also is I would not shock me if one of his clerks wasn't gay or lesbian. You know, oh. because I, you know, when I was a legislative intern, I as a gay person, I had to write letters for and I worked for a Democratic I worked for, you know, several Democratic state lawmakers when they voted on a same-sex marriage ban that passed one of at least one of my members voted in favor of it. And I had to write responses to gay activists explaining why it was the right right thing. I mean, it's a job, it is what it is, you know, but I just, I feel bad for those clerks.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah.
0: So, yeah, anyways, I will say this, you know, Susan Collins, who was one of the decisive votes in confirming Brett Kavanaugh, Susan Collins and she's up for re-election this year. She's getting hammered with criticism over this Brett Kavanaugh dissent because yeah, because remember Maine voters voted to legalize same-sex marriage.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I ho- she deserves <laughs> criticism for a lot of things. Okay? This is certainly one of them, but that uh, she she sucks.
0: Yeah. Honestly. And she yeah. may very well lose this year. This might be the year that she – I mean, every year they always say because she represents a more moderate, you know, um, maybe center-left Democratic-leaning state that, um, you know, this may be the year. But this really may be the year that she loses.
1: I, I would love to see it. I would yeah. love to see it.
0: Oh, gosh. So speaking of other exciting highlights, um, you are – you have a birthday in July. I have a birthday in July. And I was so blessed. I was able to find a wonderful gift for you that I gave to you early because for some reason I thought your birthday was in June. (laughs) So I gave it to you early. But you want to share what I got you for your birthday?
1: Yeah. So James texted me the other night and said, check your email. And I panicked because normally when people say check your email, it's bad. Like there's a reason why they send it to your email and not just text it to you. So I immediately checked my email and it was a cameo from my favorite disgraced Illinois governor, <laughs> Rod Blagojevich. <laughs> and it was a over 10 minute video. And most cameos are like a minute, maybe mm-hmm. a minute and a half, right? Um, And you asked him, well, he did a great job shouting out the podcast because you mentioned that in your request. Mm-hmm. And then you also asked him to share a fun story from politics, prison, or both?
0: I honestly, I was hoping for prison, but I also knew <laughs> that he may not want to go there. You know, I didn't want to re-traumatize him.
1: Um, and he also maintained his innocence yes. um, despite being in prison for eight years. So I'm going to play just like a few clips, a few edited clips, because I'm not going to play all 10 minutes. If anybody <laughs> wants to see the full 10-minute 10 10 minute video, DM us on Instagram and we'll send it to you. But I'm just going to play a few clips because um, it was amazing.
0: Hi, this is Rod Blagojevich, and this is a message from Melissa McKay. Hi, Melissa, how are you? Uh, aren't you, uh, uh, don't you have a podcast called The Popular Vote? I think you're a co-host with James Friedberger. Well, anyway, James asked me to send you this message, and by the way, congratulations on your podcast. I hope uh, I hope it's uh, everything you want it to be. Uh, it sounds like it's uh, an interesting podcast. I assume there's a political connection to it, just by the title of it, The Popular Vote. Um, so I'll f- figure out a way to try to listen to it. Uh, good luck on that.
1: So, I mean, I, <laughs> uh, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. And you could, you could tell that he was so, so happy to like share, to like reminisce about being on Air Force One. And he was so happy that like we're fans of his wife. He just, he's see I truly hope I run into him because I would absolutely ask him to get a drink. I'll pay for it, you know?
0: (laughs) Clearly, Um, (laughs) he's not um, paying for it.
1: (laughs) But he, you know, he seems like a nice sweet guy. Um, Yeah,
0: no, I agree. He was very, it was very nice that he took 10 minutes to do it and it was fun. And I want to say this. Most of the time when you do a cameo, it usually takes a couple days for them to, to get around to doing it. And maybe I timed it right where he was already, you know, shooting cameos, but something tells me he got that message and he was like, I need to make that money right now. <laughs> and you know what? I want to say thank you because honestly, like I know I'm like laughing about it and it's ridiculous. It was very nice. And I think he did a really good job. And I know, I know I, I, I mean, it was a gift for you, but I enjoyed watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something I'm going to treasure forever. I was I was dying laughing when I was watching it. Um, It was easily one of the best birthday presents I have ever received in my entire life. So thank you so much. Um, And you are also celebrating birthday this month. And I thought, I "I have to pay this forward. I don't know if I can beat Rod Blagojevich, (laughs) but I'm going to try. So I went on Cameo and I thought, who? Would James want a cameo from? And I did a lot of research. I had a few choices, <laughs> um, but I watched—you know—I I watched the other cameos they've done for other people, and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure. I, I don't think I'm going to get, get going to get a 10 minute video out of anybody, but I want someone that's not only amazing but is going to do a really good cameo. Mm-hmm. So I have not sent this to James yet. We're going to do like a live. Oh I'm going to send it to him now. Um, And I, I wanna see his reaction. So let me send you the link.
0: I don't even, oh, here we go. Here's the link. Okay, so just, just hit it and go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> okay. How do I hit play? Do I just click the box? Oh, uh, James,
2: it's Omarosa, and I understand that it is your birthday. So Melissa wanted me to come on and say happy birthday to you. Now, I understand you have a podcast. I just wanna know why I have never been invited onto your podcast called Popular Vote. I think I would be a cool guest, don't you think? Um, anyway, I do. And anyway, told me that you did a whole episode <laughs> on my career from like the White House with the Clintons and then the crazy Trump time. But um, at any rate, please have me on one day because I think that would be fun. But more importantly, Oh my God! It's your birthday, James, and so I think when I think about some of my favorite um, episodes or stories, um, I think it was really, really funny when I was on The Apprentice with Dennis Rodman because he's (laughs) kind of crazy, and and he was a lot of fun. But it was a wild ride. But my my advice to you, James, is on your birthday celebrate the people around you, celebrate your beautiful life, but more importantly, celebrate how far you've come and celebrate your success. And congratulations to you on your (laughs) podcast on Popular Vote. So for Melissa and for me, Lady L, James, happy birthday to you. Bye.
0: I am gagged. (laughs) Can you tell? Gagged. Absolutely speechless. That was, that was dare I say it, like, to quote Tina Turner, right now you are simply the best. Okay, Melissa? <laughs> that was phenomenal.
1: I thought, um, so it was Omarosa, mm-hmm. and I thought that she did a really good job, and she's like so excited about her podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Maybe it was the cameo booking fee that put her over the <laughs> line, but I mean we're happy to have her on board. <laughs> we're also happy to have Rob Lukojevich on board.
1: <laughs> Our two newest fans. So she, oh so I put in that request uh, like two nights ago, maybe, and like, mm-hmm. the, and the next morning she had recorded it. So she was, she's on the ball.
0: She's bringing it. I mean. It makes sense because it's like most of these people are probably like on lockdown too. Or not lockdown, but like quarantining.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that was, Melissa, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. That made my, that like makes my, that makes my month. Makes my month. I'm going to watch it. Watch it nonstop. Thank you. That was so sweet. Yeah. So speaking of sweet, we're going to move into our sweet and salty weekly uh, category of losers and legends. And I I think I'm going to start this week. Okay. I want to start off with my legend of the week. Let's start off on a high note. We're having yeah. a, we're on a high right now. Um I want to commend the state of Mississippi. Mm. And the reason why I want to commend the state of Mississippi is because they voted this past week overwhelmingly in a bipartisan manner to re- to change their state flag. They are the last state flag that has the Confederate flag inside of the flag. So if you think about it like this, if you picture the American flag, the you know where the stars in the blue corner is on the Mississippi state flag, in that corner is a Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. And they last voted in 2001 to get rid of this, but it, it failed. But this time the state legislature approved it and the governor said, I'll sign it. And he, I'm sure, is a far right Republican. So, but they're going to go ahead and just get rid of it. And honestly... And and I did some research on it, and like a lot of Confederate memorials, this flag with the Confederate, this Mississippi state flag with the Confederate flag in it wasn't agreed and adopted to until like 1894.
1: Yeah. Like so, gener- and if, so it had nothing ge- to do
0: with the Civil War.
1: Yeah, a generation after the Civil War.
0: Absolutely. So it was it was it was like most Confederate war memorials, just to intimidate <laughs> African Americans.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you know what? I want to say, Mazel, good on you, state of Mississippi. There were people that voted against it, but they were in the minority.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I think that was uh, a good move on their part. I can't imagine how some people are freaking out in Mississippi. I can't imagine the Facebook comments. I have not read any yet, but good on them. For yeah, sure. And
0: I'm sure they're saying oh, you're destroying our heritage and our history, and it's like, well, girl, that wasn't your heritage, that wasn't your history, that was a move to intimidate people. Let's just call it what it was.
1: Yeah, and that was what four years. Um, Obamacare has been ten years. Maybe add mm-hmm. Obamacare to your flag, like. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> oh god. So, who is your legend of the week?
1: So, my legend of the week is Sasha Baron Cohen. <gasps> so, there's I I just saw this video. Um, he, uh, dressed in disguise as he normally does. It wasn't one of his usual characters, but he dressed as, as, um, a bluegrass singer and he attended a far right gathering. Um, and so he was on stage, right, as the singer and he came up with this song (laughs) about, um injecting Obama with the Wuhan flu, chopping up journalists like the Saudis do and nuking China. It's an amazing video. Google it because first of all, he's a pretty good performer. Mm -hmm. But second of all, it's a great song. Second of all, um, he got the entire crowd to sing along with him. (laughs) It's like an eight minute video. And it is so it it's so funny. I we need Sasha Baron Cohen right now. Like we we need some humor, we need some ridiculousness. Um and I just love I mean his career for a while has really just been humiliating conservatives. Mm-hmm. And I I hope he was doing this as like part of an upcoming movie or something. I don't know. I just the video I saw it was somebody, they took it on their cell phone. But I'm I'm hoping he'll come out with a new character and a really funny movie um because that's we, we just need that right now but it's a really funny video oh my gosh yeah. i
0: need to check it out um because i love him and i love if you've ever seen episodes of the Ali g show
1: yes yes
0: so so funny when he was playing bruno on the alley g show and a similar thing he has a, a section called he had a he had a, a bit with with celebrities and we'll use that term loosely, like Z-Listers. And he was like, Okay, I'm gonna name a celebrity and you're gonna tell me whether you want to keep him in the ghetto or train to Auschwitz. <laughs> and like literally, like so <laughs> inappropriate, but literally is getting people. One of them was like, was like Ricky Martin. And this one guy goes, trained to Auschwitz. Like <laughs> so inappropriate. But like the fact that like he gets people to get involved in these like outrageous things, so funny. I love Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So who's your loser of the week?
0: So my loser of the week are really racists. Um, which okay. I mean, why this week? They're just, I mean, they're every week, but I just wanted to. To highlight them this week. First of all, you know Trump earlier this morning or late last night tweeted a video of someone yelling "White Power." Have you heard about that yet? Yeah, yeah yes, absolutely ridiculous. Um, and, and called he, them
1: good people or whatever. Good people.
0: He already deleted the tweet, but um, I mean, he did it. So I'm interested. I can't wait to see Kaylee McEnany spin that because <laughs> um, you know it's coming. But speaking of other racists, uh, so Disney has decided that they are retheming the ride Splash Mountain and because Splash Mountain is is based on the movie Song of the South. Now, most of you probably aren't familiar with Song of the South because Song of the South has been kept in the quote, oh, there I go again, I'm using quote unquote again, has been kept in the Disney vault for three decades now. They used to, before they started, before Disney started releasing movies on VHS and DVD in the 1980s, prior to that, they would just like every 10 years release them back in movie theaters, and then they would You know, so you could go see Bambi in theaters. You could go see Cinderella, but you couldn't own it. And it was a big deal. You know, it was a way for them to safeguard money. Well, over the years, they decided they were going to start, you know, allowing those movies to be sold. But they never released in America on VHS, Song of the South. They last released it in theaters, I think, in the earlier mid-1980s. But that was the last time it was released. Song of the South was released initially, I think, in 1944. And it won, I think, a couple Oscars. It won one actor like an honorary Oscar, the actor who played Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus is a slave and a black slave um, set during the time of Dixie. And it's basically the whole movie is Uncle Remus sharing with his white slave owner's children stories about how basically like fairy tales about how, you know, life's better on the plantation. Stay on the plantation. Don't go off. Don't go Mm. crazy things because bad things happen if you leave. And on top of that, it shows an idyllic um, slave master relationship, yeah. where like he's just happy, and the way that he talks is very like problematic. Anyways, the whole movie is problematic. It's it's filled with tropes that are not good. It has not aged well, and Disney has not released it. They haven't released it on Disney Plus. They haven't released it in VHS form or anything over the years. But they still continue to profit off of it because Splash Mountain is themed with all the characters from the movie, except instead of Uncle Remus on the ride, it's a bullfrog. Mm, And they did that because obviously that would Mm -hmm. be problematic. The the ride is called Splash Mountain and not Song of the South or something related back to Song of the South. The reason why it's called Splash Mountain is because Michael Eisner was trying to use the ride somehow also to promote the movie Splash with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah, which (laughs) makes no sense either. I mean, the whole ride doesn't make sense if you think about it. But they've decided they're going to re-theme it, um, Princess and the Frog, which I've not seen, but that has a, the first black Disney princess, mm-hmm. which is great. And honestly, the ride doesn't make sense because, again, the history of the ride is back in Song of the South, but it's called Splash Mountain, so it's nonsensical. But there's a lot of people that are up in arms about it because, again, it's trying to take away history and heritage. But at the end of the day, if the movie is not good enough to be released on Disney Plus or in any capacity, then they probably shouldn't be profiting off of it in any way. Am I right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I agree. And a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, not only like heritage, but you're ruining my childhood. I have so many great childhood memories." <laughs> and it's like, "Have you even seen this movie?"
0: <laughs> Probably not. I mean, it's you can watch clips of it on YouTube that are posted um because they've released the movie in Europe. Um but if you see if you see it, you'll you'll it literally shows a, a, a basically that slaves are happy to be slaves. And I yeah. don't believe that to be true.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. I I don't know why people are so upset about it. I, somebody in this Facebook comment thread that I was following, uh, mentioned that Walt Disney, his vision for the parks was that they were never going to be done. Like they were always going to be this Mm -hmm. evolving place. Things were always going to be changing. And I mean, I haven't been to Disney world's in at least uh, like 20 years Mm -hmm. and i'm sure a lot of the rides that were there when i was a kid aren't there anymore Mm -hmm. and it's not because they were super racist it was for other reasons right so i just I, i struggle to understand the logic where it's like okay rides come and go all the time um no one has even like really seen this movie, at least of my like of of our generation. Right. I, I don't think anybody has seen it. Um and also it's like if the movie's super racist, why don't why don't you um, you know, like change the theme to Princess and the Frog? A, a movie that people are more familiar with. Um and that you and, can actually
0: watch. Yeah. Because it's, exactly. because it's actually on Disney Plus, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I just I don't understand the logic and reason. Uh, yeah. I, I, good on Disney though.
0: Yeah. So anyways, um, who's your loser of the week?
1: So my loser of the week is, you know, Florida as a state, but also mm. specifically Palm beach County. So I'm <laughs> sure most people have seen the videos of people getting up to the microphone and complaining about the new requirement to wear face masks. But in case you haven't seen it. I have a few excerpts that I am going to run through, and these these are are hysterical. You know, I have been saying this for years. I have have been to Florida many, many, many Mm. times. I have lived in Florida, (laughs) and I truly believe Florida is full of heat-stroked psychopaths, and I am never disappointed when a news article comes out about Florida because it just proves my point. So here are some... um, here are some things that people brought up in their response to wearing masks. One woman said, "I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe." Girl, and she no. literally, like, Mm-mm. like walked away from the mic as if, like that was the best <laughs> argument ever <laughs> that like mic
0: drop. <laughs> I'm not wearing panties.
1: <laughs> All of you are practicing the devil's law. Every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. Like, what is this woman talking about? Um, but my favorite part was this woman that brought up like the devil, 5G, Bill Gates, Hillary Clinton, oh the God. pedophiles, and the deep state.
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know, I love conspiracy theories, and this woman just brought them all together. It was only missing Jeffrey Epstein. If she had included him in her rant, I'd be like, maybe this woman's <laughs> onto something.
0: What I'm getting is that this is basically like Reddit Live. Am I wrong?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, But I, I mean, in Illinois, most people are wearing masks. Um, There's no one has a problem with it. It is just shocking to me that some people refuse to wear a mask. Well, and even
0: even Liz Cheney, who's Dick Cheney's non non lesbian daughter, <laughs> even Liz Cheney tweeted out a picture of her father, Dick Cheney, wearing a mask, and said hashtag Real men wear masks this past week.
1: Oh well. Yeah. So
0: I don't even think this is like a Republican Democrat issue. I think this is like a far right wing, some far far left wing like fear like conspiracy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is not even within the mainstream of of I would say the, the modern Republican Party, which I think is pretty far right.
1: Yeah. I, 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 again, I don't understand the logic and reason there. It is not that big of an issue. Like find a comfortable mask and just put it on.
0: Yeah. And you just have to wear, I I just wear, I'm going to be honest. I wear a mask when I go grocery shopping or Uh like run to target. Basically if I'm going to be indoors in an enclosed space, I'll wear a mask. If I'm going to be honest, if I'm outside like running or walking on a trail, I'm not wearing a mask because I can avoid being close to people.
1: Yeah. And in Chicago, you still can't go to stores unless you have a mask on. Like there's right. somebody standing at the door ensuring that you're wearing a mask. Um, and sometimes, depending on where I'm walking, I'll wear a mask. If I'm on a busy street where there's a lot of foot traffic, I'll wear one. But I'll take it off if there's not a lot of people or if I'm on a side street. It's it's not a big deal. It's not no. a big deal.
0: But I'm not shocked that now Florida is the new New York As far as like COVID cases, because Florida is like the epicenter. Now they're saying Florida Mm -hmm. and like Arizona, Texas, Texas, (laughs) (laughs) but they're saying Florida is like really bad and it doesn't surprise you because they haven't met, I guess, you know, they have like the different reopening phases that the CDC has prescribed. And they're saying like, when your cases are at this per day, then you can move to phase this. When your cases are at this, then you can move to the next phase. Florida has been moving to all the different phases, but without any, addressing of the CDC numbers. So like <laughs> basically like even though their case numbers haven't been where they need to be, they keep going in the wrong direction. They go ahead and just move to the next phase. Oh my go gosh, figure. not
1: talking. Speaking of um, COVID stuff, I have another uh, loser of the week mm-hmm. that I just remembered. It's a good story. I promise. It's like a no, two no, minute story. So um, Illinois moved to phase four, which I, means a few different things. I think it also means like most like regular stores were open. So I went to TJ Maxx. I unapologetically love TJ Maxx, whatever. A and, uh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was stand- – there's a super long line which I was an- annoyed about. Mm-hmm. But they had the stickers on the floor to like maintain six feet as you're standing in line. Mm-hmm. They could have done a better job staffing cashiers, but whatever. So I'm standing there and at t- for people that have not been to TJ Maxx, when you're standing in line to be checked out, you're surrounded by like these shelves of additional merchandise. Junk. Junk. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like candles, like I whatever. Like I <laughs> whatever. Anyway, there's a woman behind me who was not respecting her sticker on the floor and she li- like stood right next to me. Cause she wanted to look at like the notebooks that were on the shelf or like the towels. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to let this go once.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If she keeps getting close to me, I'm going to say something. Right. So she was super close to me and I'm wearing my mask. She's wearing a mask and gloves, which I'm like, okay, you acknowledge <laughs> that like, this is contagious so if you're going to wear a mask, a mask and gloves, why not just also stand six feet away from me?
0: Duh. Anyways,
1: so I turn around and I go, "Excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, but can you please keep your distance?" Mm-hmm. And she shook her head at me <laughs> and just stood there. <laughs> and I go, "No, you won't. You won't keep your distance." And she mm-hmm. shook her head again. And I go, <laughs> "Why not?" And then I began to look over because there was a guy right at the entrance that was like making sure people had back. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get his attention to be like, get this, get this bitch out of here. Like, so, um, I'm like, this is not a Trump
0: rally. This is TJ. I know.
1: I know. (laughs) Um, so I, I was like, okay, well, if you don't want to keep your distance, if you will not listen to me, I will find an employee that will come over here and either tell you to keep her distance or ask you to leave the store. Mm -hmm. And then she like rolled her eyes and, like, took a couple steps back. <laughs> and then I had to stand in line for an additional 10 minutes with her right behind me. Just, like, I could just feel, I could just feel the stare and the hatred right at me. And it's important to note, this was an older woman, definitely over 55. Yeah, why? Probably over 60. And, again, it's, like, the logic. I don't, like, I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, just just because you have a mask on, and it is safer to be in close contact with other people doesn't mean that it is recommended nor safe, right?
1: Yes. And like those notebooks were really cute, but you could have waited a <laughs> couple minutes until the line moved forward.
0: <laughs> the line's not moving that fast, girl. You're going to have plenty of time to check out all the junk, okay? <laughs> the expired potato chips. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, yes. <laughs> the chocolate, all that stuff. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, that is too funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. So she's so loser of the week on her, too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: All right. Well, this was a great episode. And I have to say thank you again for that wonderful shout out, Omarosa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.
1: Bye.